Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say Help is on the way Round in the corner Help is on the way Coming for you Help is on the way Yeah, yeah I lived enough life to say this is Pastor Latanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I am back for It Is Written. I am your host for this podcast. My subject today is going to be killing, stealing, and murder. Yes, these are some of the pinnacle things that's going on right now in the world. And, and also in the United States, that's hitting a lot of major cities such as California, Chicago, New York. Uh, these are the things that people have been able to have these mindsets. And now we have to be able to discuss them. And some of these things have come in to becoming commonplace that, you know, we become so neutralized towards it. So I wanted to kind of address those things and be able to kind of put your mind also at ease, but also to make you aware of those things that you need to change for yourself. And if those are the things that you need to change, as well as some of the things that's going into the church, and we have to be able to start being able to address those matters for ourselves and also for the next generation and also for the pastors and the prophets and the uh, evangelists and the apostles and everyone else that's in the church. We, we have a lot to dig down deep into. So I'm going to let you know that we're going to start off in Luke 12 chapter, and it's the fourth and fifth verse. And it says Luke 12, fourth verse. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. Verse five, but I would forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed have the power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Now we're going to talk about in the fourth chapter where it says that you should not be weary of the person that can kill the body, which is the natural man. But you need to be in verse five, weary and fearful and reverent in who God is to be able because he can kill the body and the soul. And we have to be able to start understanding that we are of three levels. We're of the natural, we're also a soul, and we also have a spirit. So those are the things that we have to be able to be critical of ourselves in this time and era. And it becomes more and more apparent 
that a lot of things that we go through, such as killing and stealing and murder, some people can kill simply by saying some words to people, not just the physical factors or being able to pull out a weapon or a knife, but being able to seriously slant someone's name and you don't even know them or be able to sit there and have a close association with someone and think or assume they said something about you. Now, these are the things that we as Christians, as the body of Christ should be a whole lot better about ourselves and conduct ourselves accordingly. And it's a lot of things. So we're going to go back and I'm going to let you talk about how our, the brain has the part that, you know, is the lingual gyrus. And it's in the Times Magazine 2015, where it tells us about how the military, since, oh, by the way, I am prior military, how we function, we want to be able to let you know that when as a military personnel to train us to kill, we have to be able to do this as a purpose for our nation and to protect ourselves during wartime. Now, as far as the psychopaths and, you know, they have a different agenda. They have a different reason for being able to attack someone, but also I've seen it in the church. So many people will simply sit there and kill somebody because they know they're going to be able to prosper in God. And sometimes they know that, you know, it's not just the person, it's the, it's pretty much Satan is being able to be worked into that person. I don't care if it's a pastor or an apostle or anyone that's in the church, they want to be able to taint what God has already given to that person and letting that seed to grow instead of letting it grow, they want to cut it off and not knowing or inadvertently letting the enemy in. And then it becomes also apparent that the processes in the brain is linked to your vision. And that's how you're sometimes being able to have your letters to appear and being able to be cognitive of things. And it becomes more and more of that person. You, you start to wonder, see certain things would, would, trigger or want that person to be able to start being able to behave in such a matter. And, and it, and it just becomes and develops more and more of that person and less and less of who they are. And for some people, you know, it gives them something that they want it as a purpose or a meaning. And that should, that is just poison. To be able to go in and having someone's discussion or gossip and say, oh, you know, I can talk about this person because, oh, I'm over them or I'm doing this or I'm doing that is so toxic. And that's why in the scriptures, it says that God said, if these people are doing these things, don't be around them because it poisoned you also towards another person. And also it says in Deuteronomy, the 17th chapter at the eighth verse, and it says, if there arise a matter too hard for thee in judgment between blood and blood, between plea and plea, and between stroke and stroke, being matters of controversy within thy gates, then thou shalt arise and get thee up into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. 
And then you have to understand, it says, and going down to the ninth verse, and thou shalt come unto the priest, the Levites, and into the judge that shall be those days and inquire, and they shall sue thee the sentence of the judgment. And thou, 10th verse, and thou do according to the sentence, which they of thy place, which the Lord shall choose, shall show thee, and thou shalt observe to accordingly to all that they inform thee. 11th verse, according to the sentence of the law, they shall teach thee, and according to the judgment which they shall teach thee, thou shalt do. Thou shalt not decline from the sentence which thou shalt show thee, to the right hand nor to the left. Verse 12, and the man that will do promise presumably and will not hearten, hearken, excuse me, unto the priest that standeth to minister there before the Lord thy God or until the judgment, even that man shall die and thou shalt put away the evil from Israel. Number 13, and all the people shall hear and fear and do no more presumptuously. It says basically that when God has already given you someone over you, or also at the same time, let's go back. When God places you in authority over people in the church, in your jobs, in your positions, you should do right by them. And it also states that going also forward, talk to God. He has been the author and the finisher for us in so many different. He's the one establishing all the laws. So go and talk to him when there is something wrong or there is something that is a mess. Let him tell you exactly where you need to go and how you need to proceed. These are the things that we as human beings don't do. We don't talk to God like we, we have for our spouses and our children. Like he is not the part in the pinnacle of our lives. He is. He is the most important part of your life. He is the first person you should be able to greet. And the last person you should be able to greet when before you go to sleep. No, God is not a person. But he is a spiritual being. And the relationship you have with him should be able to help you come out of everything you're in. So simply the ones that gossip and, you know, give their tongue to lies and, and maliciousness should cease. And stealing, oh my goodness. Stealing can be to wanting to possess or, or profit from someone else's through gain or materials. You see so many people have been stealing out of rich neighborhoods, out of, you know, clothing stores, excuse me, bags. It's so many different things that, you know, people are looting and it's becoming so much higher during this time. And it also, it gives way to more of the kleptomania, compulsive stealing, considered a disorder for monetary or, as I said, materials. But is it legal? No. This disorder is not legal by any means in court for someone to steal from anyone else. So why is it that we, as the body of Christ, would steal from our neighbor, would take what they have already had 
but want to try to get it for ourselves. God said he has no respect to person. What he will give to you, he will give to someone else. All you have to do is ask for it. Now, correction, I will say, that's God, not me, not anyone that is human. See, God, you can ask God for things or abilities or situations or anything like, but that is his choice to give it to you. But you need to be able to flex your ability in faith. Stop sitting here and saying, oh, I want this and I want that, but you have yet to talk to God anytime soon. Let's talk about it. We don't have a relationship with God for the benefits. We have a relationship with God because he is our creator. We are his creation and we love him enough to give up all the things that we've been doing. And yes, you're sitting here and saying, wait a minute, we're stealing. Yes, some of us are stealing. Sometimes the simple things such as a pen from work or we're, we're seeing somebody that used to be in line and then you want to jump in front of that person or you're trying to steal someone else's mate or steal somebody else's attention. Or just being able to quite simply steal what God has already ordained in somebody else. See, people can see what you've been living or what's been planted in you if they have the Holy Ghost and the discernment. And God, he'll reveal those things in time. But sometimes people with withheld things. And then sit there and want you to be underneath them or be in their ministry quite simply for their benefit without any reward to that person. These are the times now where you need to be asking God, where do I need to be in the body of Christ? If you're looking for a church, talk to God first. There is no reason why he would not show you, guide you, connect you with the right people. If you're moving to a different location, if you have some discrepancies or just some things that are not feeling right, God will show you and guide you to the places where you need to be in his body in order for you to grow, in order for you to mature, in order for you to be able to be firmly planted and have those roots deep down deep. But you say, pastor, why is so many people stealing from each other? Because they think they can get ahead of someone else. And you think that's the way that God is going to be able to bless you. Not so. God has his season and his time for each and every one of us. Now, if you're not saved, it's an opportune time every day when you wake up and you have the breath of life in you and God has given you one more day, one more chance to know him. Do it today. Don't stop. Don't think that, oh, I have because I'm young or, you know, and I'm in my 20s and or my 30s or my 40s. You have no time. God can call you at any moment in time and say, it's time for them to come and see me. Some people think because I'm spending time with God that I don't, I don't consider how sometimes it makes us feel or me feel that psychology is becoming so much away from God. 
it saddens me how people can be able to see how much the field of education has become a wasteland for the man's viewpoint when it came from God's viewpoint first and foremost. Yes, we have legal uh we have legal lawyers, we have judges, we have rules and regulations that we must follow and must do by morals and everything else and guidance through parents or, you know, just colleagues or just being able to have those, those managers, those bosses, those supervisors that we have underneath us. But do we honestly tap into the main person or rather the main God? that has been able to lead us and guide us into everything all of our lives. See, I, I had to understand that killing is something of taking a life or trying to be able to sustain another life because you need to eliminate one. But at the same time, God doesn't want us to kill our brothers and our sisters. And I'm talking about sometimes the way that we look at them, sometimes the way that we, that they get talked to or simply assumptions or stealing some of the things that they love about themselves. And then at the same time, that causes mistrust, confusion, it causes chaos. And then you're stealing a lot of the moments that God wanted them to be able to be vibrant and loving and compassionate. Whereas you're sitting up here and destroying what God has already planted in them. And it becomes more of a case. And you see so many of them in the Bible, how Cain and Abel, how Cain killed Abel and his very, go look it up in Genesis. His very blood is testifying about him to God about what his brother has done. But can we honestly know and understand that jealousy, greed, hatred towards anybody is so toxic that it becomes more and more apparent into your blood system and your bloodstream and you become so much more of the opposite person that you used to be. You think that because you're letting the enemy in and he's seeping in little by little, that it doesn't confound you, that it doesn't grip you to your very core and your actions. Oh my, ooh, the actions of people, they speak volumes and, and it becomes more and more now where it's not just out in the streets. It's in the church and it's killing the people that are starting to believe and the ones that are wanting to come out of the cold into the church. And then they get ostracized because they're not looking like you. They're not talking like you. Do you understand that God is moving in a shape and form that is totally contrary to what we know? God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts and your ways are not my ways. There are so many of us from, I'm seeing now, this generation is starting to wake up to God. 
And it becomes more that God is, you know, he, you have these, these exuberant, vibrant, I mean, vivacious, awesome, on fire people for God tattooed up, have been in jail, have been doing all of these different things. And they are willing to, and understanding and knowing they're ready for the harvest to do what God says do. Because they know what the work is about. But some of us are here and simply put because they're running over you. Yes, you. Come on now, let's say that. If you've been lazy and tardy and not doing what God says do, you think they're coming in to take your space. And then at the same time, God has been telling you, God has been just telling you and letting you instruction by instruction. This is what you need to be doing, but you're lazy and lackadaisical. So God said, you know what? I'm going to put someone else in your place to do what I say do. Now you want to kill them. Now you want to steal what they have. You want to kill them and then cause a murder scene inside the church. Let's talk about it. God said, absolutely not. This generation, he has been able to bring up the ones that he has called that are like Joshua that believes his report and will do what he says do at any drop of the hat or dime. He's giving the ones that are like Esther's that are poised and polished and classy and God is bringing them in. God is bringing the ones that are, are, are in the gym and, and, and love to be able to, you know, be muscular and worried about their health and their body, but he's bringing them in. The ones that are off the street that used to be prostitutes and drug addicts and used to be able to sell crack cocaine, he's bringing them in. And he's changing their mindset so that the church, we as the church, should be able to get up and honestly start roaring and saying, this is what the church needs to be doing. But yet, and still, because some people think, oh, my way of thinking, my way of, no, it's God's way. When God says that it's his way, you should be going, you should be guided by, you should not be under the religious isms. Woohoo, let me say that one more time. You should not be under religious isms of this world. You shouldn't be so attached to it that it doesn't affect you on how you be able to behave towards people. And when you see those things, you should honestly sit there and be able to protect them and tell them you need to not touch them because God already ordained them. Not you, not man, not anybody else, but God put them here. So you need to understand and know that God's going to change everything about them to fit his narrative. Not your narrative, not anybody else's, but his narrative. So what I'm telling you tonight is that we need to be more perceptive. We need to be in our word. We need to be praying more than ever. Because I've seen so many of just some of the pastors, 
Some of them just now coming off the streets and being able to preach and teach and have lost their lives because someone I know Satan did not want, the enemy did not want them to prosper. See, Satan will use anybody that he wants to, but it's you, it's up to you to give him that opportunity. I don't care how long you've been in the church. I don't care how long you, you know, been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. You let him in, he'll come in and he'll invite all the demons with him. So start thinking about your thoughts and start thinking about your mannerisms towards me. Stop thinking and saying, well, you know, that person or that person. See, when God sits there and he tells you what's going on. He wants you to combat everything that is bringing into the church that is not of you, but it's not the person you should be going after. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back that don't sit up there and act like, oh, that's not what she, she ain't talking about. No, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the ones that's been in church so long that you don't even know when God is speaking. And yet, and still, you've been around for umpteen years. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you that sit there in your holy robes and don't care about who God is. I'm talking about you that you sit there and you think a woman can't preach. Or you want her to just sit down because Paul said the women of that church should not be participating. You need to be studying your word. God said in the last days that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. That means men and women will be able to preach, teach, see, and also dream the dreams and have the visions and the interpretations of the tongue and the power and the deutimus. But once we as a church start realizing, start getting on our knees and praying and start getting with God and talking to God, that we should be able to be the church that he needs for us to be. To be able to speak up when we need to speak up and be silent because sometimes our words of silence speak volumes. When people are saying things that are contrary to the word of God, we should be saying those things. Oh, but you know, she did not. Well, she didn't say God said, oh, wait a minute. But I've been giving you not just scripture, but I'm telling you when it's coming through my voice, I only speak in what God told me to speak. See, some people don't want to hear that. See, in this time and age, people want to look over of what God is telling them, of what God is trying to show them. In their thoughts, they're trying to tell them, stop thinking those nasty thoughts. Stop, stop being able to sit there and, and want to be able to do bodily harm and also mental and physical harm to your people. Let's talk about the children. Some of you need to go back and uh, apologize to your children. You have caused them mental and physical harm. They're agitated. They're, they're seriously hurt. And then you want to sit there and say, well, I'm a good parent. But did you honestly sit down and talk to your child about being saved? See, I had to understand and know that the intelligence of the parent goes towards your children. So if you're an intellectual, you can't just sit there and yell at your children. You need to explain to them why God is who he is and why do you have a relationship with God? 
See, it's all about the capacity of who you are and how to be able to explain it to your children. See, some people don't understand that sometimes the next generation is totally different than the current or past generation. Sometimes people think that because as a parent, we have to be able not to inform our children, definitely keep them informed on the things that you need to inform them on, which is God and, and what's on the current situation so that they can be able to voice their opinion, not for your acknowledgement, but to be able to let them understand what the political, what is the, what is the essence of who God is and also what is around them that impacts them, that, that gives them the thought process of what they've been going through. But, oh, let me tell you something. Some people want to kill their children. They want to steal what they have and murder their character, right? And assassinate them. Oh, let me, oh, assassinate people in front of them in broad daylight and say, oh, that, you know, that, 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 you know, that was right of God. Or, or, or because you assume that somebody says something about you. See, if it, you really wanted to know who God is for yourself, you need to go back and apologize to your children. You need to go back and apologize to your husband or your spouse or whoever you have offended and stop assuming so much. Stop assuming because people are quiet and not very attentive to you that they have something against you, a personal vendetta. Let me say it like that. See, everything that you, it's not all about you. I'm going to say it like that too. It's not about you. It's about who God has to, for those people to be with. And if you're over someone, you need to make sure that you have the current and understanding who God is before you go over someone else. Let me say that one more time because certain people will sit there. Oh, I'm a pastor. I'm a apostle. I'm a this and I'm a dad, but they don't treat their members right. They don't sit there and say, well, you know what? Um, let me go ahead and try to, you know, reason or be, be somewhat. No, they don't. See, they want to listen to the whispers of the enemy in their ear and then expect somebody to react to them nicely. Come on now. Stop assassinating people's character. You don't have to pull out a weapon or a knife, but you sit there with your mouth and your mind and you talk about people when you have no, how can we say this, evidence against them. And if you do have evidence against them, simply put, say, God bless you. And wipe your feet off and go and do what God says do. And it's not that, you know, forgiveness, you forgive them. But you also make sure that you know the mindset that they were in. You ask God and you pray for them. But also at the same time, you know who that person is now. You know their intentions. You know what's going on with them. You know the hidden things that God has revealed towards you to them and it becomes more and more apparent how you can assassinate and sometimes people would put things out for people just to trip them up or to make them think something is wrong with them see i've learned that 
as I mature and grow in God, everybody is not going to like me. And I've accepted that. But the maturity part is knowing when to let go and knowing when to stay. Knowing when to hear from God and be slow in so many ways to speak. And lately, God has been telling me, slow to speak and slow to anger. But also be weary of who is around me. Your surroundings, your people, the people that you call friends, but yet and still can be your enemy. Is that this is all in the church and also out of side of the church. But it says in the Bible to put on the whole full armor of God. That means to put on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, and every other item that you need before you go out. Before you even speak to friends or family or anything, pray. This week, past week has been much prayer in my life. I thank God for prayer. I thank God for how he talks to me and how he listens to me. And some people may think that's kind of strange and, 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 and kind of interesting that, you know, I give time for God. And I said, I have to give him time because he is the most important person in my life. I say person, but he is the God in my life. This is not a religiousism thing. This is part of my lifestyle. And with that, so many people sit here and can murder people and their children and kill and steal from them their own. And that's why a lot of people are in poverty. Some of them still have generational curses. Some of them have violent terror. Oh my God. Violent rage. You know, just just internal turmoil because it's not explained to them where they came from and how it originated. And I thought this week I was able to, in my studies, see about my family history. And I start seeing good and bad patterns. And sometimes just being able to listen to God can be able to help you to prevent some of those patterns coming into your family. And I will say, truth and honesty, my uncles have a long history of alcoholism. And to be honest with you, full disclosure, my husband used to drink and my husband used to smoke. And I gave him 24 hours before we got married to get rid of those types of elements. Because when I grew up with those type of elements in my presence, it was really scary and really painful. And you don't want that into your next season. And I don't know who this is for. And I, I don't know if you can honestly understand and know that surrounding yourself with the right people that God has given you that cares and loves for you, that's going to cultivate you and be able to give you the wisdom that you need in every season that you are going to go through. You need that because so many different people want to steal. They want to kill. They want to murder you and assassinate your character. But you have to be able to understand that 
God gave you a voice. They gave you whatever your talent is, whether it is writing, whether it's a motivational speaker, whether it's a pastor, whether it is a psychologist, whether it is a doctor, lawyer, whatever God has given you as your purpose in life. You have to understand that God's got to make you in order for you to be broken. And when he makes you, he makes sure that when those things come up, it's not, it's going to be, yes, I'm going to be honest, it's shock. Because you didn't expect that to come out of somebody's mouth. But then God sits there and he, he fortifies you after much prayer. He fortifies you for what's going to come. See, when God and you have that type of intimate relationship, some people can kill, steal, murder, and assassinate your character. But you don't have to be vengeful. You don't even have to lift a finger. God takes care of them. As for you, you keep doing what God told you on your assignment. What your purpose is. What your motivation is. Who you are. Where you're going to go. Who you need to meet. But you need to be able to put God first. And I understand that, you know, I didn't expect for my podcast to go this way this week. I've been in prayer and I'm, I'm also next week is gonna, I'm going to be celebrating my 22nd anniversary to my husband. So my mind was sitting there and trying to understand and trying to see where God wants me to go and, and have those instructions. But in the meantime, I had to be able to continuously have that connection with him. He becomes a focal point for everything in my life. That's how I'm able to have the husband I have. That's how I'm able to have my children the way they are. Are we perfect? No, absolutely not. Never far from that. But I want to be able to show you through my podcast that man's point of view and God's point of view are totally two different things. And man's point of view, we have so many different things that we, you know, will lead us down to destruction. But the way that God wants us to be, our mindset, our, our actions, our, our way of thinking, our way of processing things. He wants us to live and not die. He doesn't want to, you know, have people around us that's going to kill us, that's going to steal from us. And then and murder and assassinate our character without him coming back and restoration and restoration and restoring us. See, I've learned that I cannot. Hmm. And I'm going to say it like this. I've been from a child understanding that my parents, my mother and my stepfather always spoke negative, always wanted something bad or or everything else. But that didn't make me what my foundation was. Yes, God. But also my big mama, my grandmother used to tell me all the time. When someone says something negative about you, you go back and you tell them something positive about you and you don't accept the things they keep telling you. Don't accept what the enemy has given into your account. And when he comes in and infiltrates your camp, 
You know what you can do. You can call on God and he can be able to get those things out and give you a set of mind and, and give you the battle that, and the tools for the battle to get him out of your camp. Please understand this is not something that, you know, comes natural. We all have to learn this. Let God teach you. Start being able to fortify your brain, your mind. Start fortifying your body when you know you shouldn't be snacking at night. I'm just, I'm just saying. And then at the same time, sometimes, oh, you know, just to be able to go, well, I should say, nope. God said, no, don't say that. Well, you know, I should go and doubt. Nope. Don't, don't do that. Don't post this. But also at the same time, when you do do those things, ask for forgiveness, ask for God to come in. There's nothing wrong with asking for forgiveness. You can be the very one that's hindering your declarations, your promises, your journey with God, and also your ministry. You can be the main one that's hindering it. Not anybody else in your congregation, you, because you don't want to let go of those ways of killing, stealing, and murdering or assassinating someone's character. We have to have a hard, hard look at ourselves. And yes, we need to be exposed. This is a huge year for us as saints of the Most High to be exposed. Exposure of who we are. And those secret things needs to come out. Let me say that one more time. The things that you did not deal with in 2021, you need to get rid of those things and, and get rid of them and deal with them in 2022. Don't let Satan hold you hostage because you keep doing those very same things. And then you sit there and say, oh, they're attached to me. No, there is such a thing as spiritually cutting things off. And even if you have to cut off certain people out of your life, come on now, let's, let's talk about that. Parents, family members, friends, people that do not mean you any good, but always harm, cut them off. And ask God to sit there and honestly have an honest conversation about forgiveness and healing. It's not that you won't remember, but you need to give it to God and ask for forgiveness. And you heal, not for them, but for you. And also to be able to go and live a better life. And know that God is going to be the one that's going to be able to cheer you on and keep you going. Well, let's just say that all the negative stuff that I encountered in my life, hmm, I have been able to go in different places where a lot of my big mama and my big daddy, which is my grandmother, my grandparents, my grandma, my granddaddy told me I will be able to go. I have been able to taste so many different foods, been able to go to so many different restaurants, so many different languages, cultures, having so much in my life. I cannot complain because God has given me the best life. Can you say that? Honestly, at 45 years old, I'm 
finally able to honestly tell God, I thank you so much for the peace. Start asking God, what are those things that are of you that should not be? If you are also a prominent member in the church, stop killing people, stop murdering people and stop stealing from them and stop assassinating their character. Because if you don't, God is going to take care of you. And with that, we're done with our podcast this time. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Pastor Latanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I hope you have, oh my God, learned so much tonight, which is respectively your day. Please keep God first and know that he is the reason for everything we have. Please share, like, and comment and give me a five-star rating. If you have any questions or concern, you can reach me on It Is Written, my Facebook, and also Latanya Uyola, which is also on Facebook. Please, once again, leave a question and comment and give me a five-star rating if you like this. But also at the same time, if you have prayer requests or, or anything like that, please reach out to me. It's been so much a blessing to be able to talk to you today. Konosumida. Sometimes it's years, some face a lifetime of falling tears. But he's in the darkness, he's in the cold. Just like the morning, he always shows. It may be midnight or midday, it's never early. I live the